They tell me you're a man with true grit. What do you want, girl? Speak up at supper time. <laughs> Here we are, live in the Terry Matley Ray shop. Welcome to the True Grit Podcast, where we discuss the grit of life and sports entertainment. Uh, tonight, we're excited to be here with Terry Matley, and I'm your host, Shane Davis, former IMCA Modified National Champion. And make sure and like, if you're tuning in right now, like and share this. Uh, we want to have as many viewers as we can to enjoy this show. So, uh, Check out our website. We're at www.dunright.tv for all your local racing action. And I've got a guest with me tonight, Terry Matley. How's it going, Terry? Doing great. Doing great. We've been around this racing game a lot of years, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Been all right. A long time. Hey, I'm looking behind me right now, and I see the number 50 car. Yep. And if you grew up racing in the Quad Cities, and you're a race fan, and as a kid, Dad took me everywhere. You know, I'm 63 years old now, but back in the day... Benny Hofer was the king. Yes, he was. He was very fast. So uh, you're running the American Iron Racing Series this year. And what made you choose to do a replica of Hofer's car on this uh, number 50? Well, over the years, Don Dickey and I, we talked about making a 50 car, you know, and he was, you know, Donnie was, was, really liked him. I worked with Benny at Farmall and we were, I was working down there and, uh, he always had neat cars, you know, and we always was fast. And I thought, you know, we're going to do this one of these days. So I got this car here from, uh, it was an Ayers car, and I got it. And uh, I decided to go ahead and we're going to make a Benny Hofer car out of this. So I went ahead and made a Benny Hofer car, and here it is. It's ready to go. And I'll tell you what, Terry, I look at the hood on this thing, and, man, those, uh, the hood emblems, uh, the Chevy V, I mean, that stuff is nice. That that doesn't have any pitting in it. No, that's thanks to Sam Chevrolet up on the Avenue in Moline. <laughs> he had that stuff in stock, but yeah, I had to have new stuff. I didn't want no pitted ones, so I put new ones in it. And hope I don't lose them on the track. Now, uh, Wilk, uh, picture number one there. We got a picture of Benny Hofer uh, sitting in Victory Lane, and I mean there was uh, you know a hundred of those pictures we could have picked out and put on the show, but. That was one of them we selected, but it was uh, Benny and Victory Lane. And uh, right after that, we'll move to picture number two, and that's a picture of Benny Hofer standing right next to that car. Yes. But Benny yeah. lived in Rock Island, Illinois, Terry. Yes, he did. And worked down there at uh, International Harvester Farm Mall. Yep, yep. Him and I worked the same department. He ran a, a machine on first shift, and I ran the same machine on second shift. Oh, boy. And then people told me he was a guy like clowning around a lot. Oh, yeah. He clowned around a lot. A whole lot. A whole lot. <laughs> okay. Hey, before I forget about it, uh, Davenport Speedway, we're going to try it again. Coming up this Friday, April 29th, the Kohler Electric season opener. 1,000 win for the Modifieds, 1,000 win for the IMCA late models. And it's also a uh, IMCA modified fast shafts qualifier race. For the All-Star Invitational. Pit gates will open at 4 o'clock. Uh, front gate opens at 5. Uh, we'll have hot laps at 6.30 and racing to follow the hot laps. West Liberty, we're not going to be back in action till Saturday, May 7th. That's going to be two weeks away. It's going to be a regular night of racing, and they'll also have the American Iron Racing Series 
uh, cars as a guest. And then, of course, this Sunday, East Moline Speedway. But talking about uh, the Ayers cars, uh, Terry, why did you choose to put together an Ayers car? You've had a lot of cars over the years. What was the draw? Well, in the Ayers division, um, cars are a little cheaper than the vintage late model car, which I have one of them. And uh, it's, there's a lot more cars. There's a lot more tracks to go race at. Uh, Brian Gotti's doing a great job of uh, promoting and getting this class going. We got almost uh, close to 40 cars now in this club, and it's Crazy. it's a blast. And there's old all old cars. Uh, there's 58 Fords like Brian's got. Yeah. And you know, I got 57 Chevy. There's a guy's got like a 57 Packard, I believe it is. There's I mean, an Edsel. There's, there's an Edsel. R.J. Lang. Course, yeah, R.J.'s Edsel. There's a variety of different crazy. cars, and it, it's neat and it's a lot of fun. You know, I'll tell you, when he had that uh, memorial race for his dad, uh, Del Gotti, last year, I mean, that night, yeah. they had close to 40 cars. But typically, uh, on a regular race night, when they show up, they're going to have over 20 cars. And they're probably the best attended vintage club that's out there. And I think it's all got to do with that cost of racing. He's really tried to put the clamps on, having the guys stay, uh, you know, legal cars, legal parts. Uh, the tires you got on this thing, you've got regular, uh, are these McCreary's or Hoosiers on this? These area? are Hoosiers okay. on here. Yep. And they are how wide? They're the IMCA model, the G60s. Okay. And uh, we can run G60 Hoosiers or the G60 uh, American Racers. Okay. And we also want to remind you to stay tuned in. we got a door prize tonight, compliments of Tim Gould and Dirty Slots. It's a Jupiter 2000 Power Inverter. And so you can put that in your car. you got a 12-volt battery. Uh, what it'll do is it'll convert it over to uh, 120. So you can put it in your toter home, put it in your pickup truck, put it in whatever you want, but it'll convert that power from 12-volt energy over to 120-volt. Uh, and it's got a retail value of $200. We're going to have a trivia question coming up later on in the show. So stay tuned in for a chance to win that thing. So, uh, as we look through these cars, uh, number three picture we got on there, Will. That guy is no stranger to racing. He was one of the top late model guys back in the day. That was Dean Montgomery. Dean Montgomery was very fast. Yes, he was. He always had good-looking cars, and he was fast, competitive, uh, and a good guy, real good guy. His sons are super awesome guys, too. They race today, and they do a good job also. So we'd be talking about Brett, Brad Montgomery, Bart Montgomery, the good Lord called Brett home uh, about a year ago. Uh, he worked at a lot of local racetracks. Uh, Brad still got a race car, uh, an open wheel modified, and it would be Dean Montgomery's grandson yeah. running an open wheel modified now. He was up the season opener up there at West Liberty. But let's roll the clock back a little bit and look at picture five. Uh, so that would be back in the day one of the old coupes he ran yep. and what did they run in those old coupes for motors terry those there were uh flathead ford v8s or mercury engines okay from, uh, 49 to 53 i think was the last year they made them so that was they were the fastest the mercury ones were but uh, a lot of them were limited to just fords only but those were the ford flatheads most of 90 percent of them were then there's some people <laughs> ran six cylinders in them but most of them were flathead ford v8s all right and the number 65 car, that'd be picture number six. Mm -hmm. uh, who was in that car? That was uh, Caldwell. I believe Lloyd Caldwell. Caldwell. Okay. Lloyd Caldwell was driving that car that night. Yeah. 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 And right next to him, uh, you know, Ronnie Whedon used to run Fords, and then he ended up switching to Chevrolets. But yeah. that number seven picture, uh, Wilk, 
Ronnie Whedon at Davenport Speedway, the number 00, sponsored by Streeter Motors. But Whedon used to have, uh, on the back of his car, I remember, Ford has a better idea, and it had the little light bulb. And then when he switched to Chevrolet's, he put, until Ford gets a better idea. (laughs) (laughs) So let's uh, take a look at the picture number eight now. We're at one of the old uh, coupes there. Yeah, that was, uh, I think Gary Backlett, I think that might have been his car there. Yeah. He had good looking cars. And uh, of course, we had a picture of it before we wrecked it. It's beautiful now. There's, of course, you can see the imprint of the roll cage on top of it. Even he rolled rolled pretty hard (laughs) there, bluegrass. (laughs) Now, you're talking about roll cages. Now, one car I want to show, uh, you know, and Terry, thanks for supplying a lot of these beautiful picks. Uh, it was number uh, picture number 12, car number 145. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Carey brothers used to run East Moline Speedway all the time. Yep. And that was Master Jack Carey. But when you look at that roll cage, man, the way he's got just old <laughs> yeah. gas pipe or whatever that was, wow. just stacked up on top of one another, run a, you know, they had stick welders they were building them with back then run a beat around that stuff, and yep. uh, I loved racing, but I don't know if I would have ran a car like that. No, them pipes would have broke loose, they would have beat you to death. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> and then for you old open wheel modified fans, uh, Jack Luth, pit for Ronnie Whedon for a lot of years, but the number nine there. Now, uh, picture number nine, Wilk, uh, that's Jack Luth. Yep. And man, that car was beat to death. Yeah, it's... He, uh, he had an old coupe. It was pretty rough, too, but uh, that third must be the novice division he was in later on. Uh, but he, had, later on, uh, had nice-looking open-wheel modified. He had one of the very first ones I've ever seen, even. Yeah. And then right next to that, the picture number 10, that would be Paul Burroughs. Yes. Probably one of the nicest-looking uh, coupes, uh, you know, back in the day that I remember. Yep. And... Uh, I just love that car. Yeah, that's a good-looking car there. He sold that car to Tuffy Myers, and that's the car that the Myers family have today. They still okay. have that coupe. All right. So uh, let's see. I wanted to look at uh, a couple of things and clear it up. Yeah. Let's go to picture 34 here, uh, Wilk. You know, there's been a, ta- a lot of talk about East Moline Speedway back in the day. They started running in 1960, and some people said, well, they weren't asphalt. They were asphalt. Some people said, uh, you know, the asphalt's still underneath the dirt. I've seen it. Uh, that picture we're looking at right now, picture 34, that one is of East Moline Speedway, Rock Island County Fairgrounds. Yep. 1950, and it was asphalt, Terry. 1960. Yeah. 60 it was. I, I'm sorry. And they had the midgets there racing that night. <gasps> yeah, they ran it one year in 1960. The drivers didn't like it because they're all used to dirt racing. So they tore it out, and they took it out, and uh, it's back there in the back by where the towers are at. Yeah. Because uh, that used to be the landfill of the East Moline landfill back in the 60s and uh, early, early 70s. Yeah, I remember uh, where that tower's at. They got 55 acres of property out there at the Rock Island County Fairgrounds. Right. And uh, behind that tower is where all that asphalt got dumped. Yeah. And let's uh, move forward to picture 35. That would be first night of racing when they had it dirt. Yep, that's back, uh, yeah, that's when the cars, yeah, you can see that's the dirt track there, and it's got the old wooden wall, and uh, pretty yeah. much because the cars weren't really modified a whole lot, and uh, that's the street stock, or not, not street stock, but the novice division cars. Now, when you and I started racing, uh, Terry, 
back in the day. I mean, they had wooden walls at East Moline Speedway, Davenport Speedway, uh, up at uh, Hawkeye Raceway, Bluegrass, Iowa. All the tracks were wood. Yeah, they were. And I'm telling you, you didn't want to get into that no, wall. No, you, you hit a wooden wall like at East Moline. I hit it a few times, and it would just kind of chew you up and spit you out. You get a cement wall, you just bounced off that. That's much. right. But that wooden wall was, wasn't too forgiving. We, uh, my brother Sam got in the wall out there at Hawkeye Raceway one night, and I remember coming in the pits after the feature, and he literally had one of them 2 by 12 stuffed through his firewall, and it just came in right next to him yeah. and broke off. And he run the rest of the feature like that, but I thought, my gosh, it, somebody could have got killed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's that has happened before. <clears throat> it has. Hey, I want to ask you about this thing. This American Iron Racing Series number 50 here. Uh-huh. Uh, people on TV, they'd like to see it. Terry, I don't know if you got time to uh, whirl her over and fire it up for us. And sure, yeah. Let these guys hear the rumble of a race car. I got to tell you, I, I ran Zoomies on my uh, oatmeal modifieds back in the 80s. And our whole concept of zoomies was it would blow air down on the track, keep the track all cleaned off. But but zoomies made a sound like no other header. Oh, yeah. And you got zoomies on this thing. Oh, yeah. I love it. Why don't you jump in there and uh, fire that thing up, Terry? I want to hear it run. I'm going to stand up here. and People uh, watching on TV can check out the number 50 car. We do have the chairs kind of sitting there. We'll get those out of the way. But I... Uh, just want to hear that thing rumble. Got to be right there in front of it. Had any motors like that in his late model. My gosh, that thing is uh, thundering. Uh, <laughs> we got some comments coming in here. Donald uh, Fulcher, love you, Donald. They had wooden wheels when you two started. Is yes, that they true? Did. Yes, they did. <laughs> they were chrome. There, yeah, there you go. Gary Miller's watching. Tim Hazen uh, also uh, watching. Daryl Dean Fanning uh, watching from up in northern Iowa. Timbo Gould. Watching from South Carolina, hey, Terry, Shane, Pat, and Kelly says hi. And, of course, Tim, the one who uh, donated that nice door prize at Jupiter uh, 2000 unit over there will be giving away later on in the show. Yep. So as we go through the pictures, uh, one of the guys that's synonymous with uh, East Moline Speedway, he was the guy that brought uh, Big Dollar Race into the Quad Cities. Let's uh, look at picture number 11, Welk. Okay. <clears throat> 
And that's going to be the number 39 of Bobby Toland. And I got to tell you, uh, Toland was one of those guys that, uh, you know, like I say, brought the big dollar race into the Quad Cities. Yes, and have you got that uh, picture up, Wilk, number 11? Okay, there we go. Uh, so picture of Bobby. Next to uh, flagman, Burt Peterson. Now his son, Jeff Peterson, yeah. is a promoter up at uh, East Moline Speedway up there these days. But Bobby was a hell of a driver. He drove in the old coupes. Yes, he did. And drove, uh, you know, this was a novice car, it looks like. Yep. But also drove uh, late model and had a lot of success. Uh, oh, yeah, he did. He had he, nice cars. Always had, as he time went on, he's got, his cars got nicer and nicer and nicer, you know. And when he got out of the, but building the 55 through 7 Chevy cars, he was about the brand new, you know, Howl chassis or oh, the best. Rayburn chassis, whatever sure. the hot lash was. And then he got into building chassis. And I worked for him for a while at B&R Fabrication. Welding chassis. For I us. remember that. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you had to be in our car, Terry. Yes, I did. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we're going to look at the number uh, 13 picture right now, uh -huh. and that would be the number 10 car, and that was the coupe of Ernie Spath. Ernie Spath. So he was, you know, that guy. He always ran Fords. Yeah. And that yeah. guy, uh, you know, I remember he had at one time a '65 uh, that had to be. It, it was one of the small Fords. Uh, be like a Ford uh, Fairlane Falcon. 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 There, it was Falcon, wasn't it? Run late model out there at Bluegrass, yeah. and of course had to have the checkerboard roof on it. That's all oh, yeah. Spath ran. That was his logo right there. He always had the checkerboard roofs. Yeah, and uh, buddy of mine bought a couple of big blocks from him. He's got them sitting in his garage, and actually uh, freshened up one, and they ran it a couple of times. Oh, yeah. uh, number fourteen. How do you like that picture? It's a cool picture. That's Charlie Moffat. Man. He lived up by Tipton, north of Tipton, Iowa, and he had a little uh, GM, the six-cylinder, inline six-cylinder, the 302 Jimmy, and that thing flew. It outran the V8s, and, but the car was very light also, and them 302 Jimmys, they were fast. Yeah, man, that was crazy. My dad used to say that roll cage is made out of exhaust pipe. It yeah. was so light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, when we were younger, Terry, we'd drive one like that as long as we could win in it, right? Sure, I didn't have no roll cages. I out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to look at the number 27. That would be picture 15. Sure. And uh, one of the legends of racing around here, too, uh, he's gone. His son Gary's gone. But yeah. Jerry Reinhardt, uh, driver of that number 27, and that's picture 15, Wilk. Yeah. And uh, he, he was one of the top uh, late model drivers around here. Frenchie's Eight Ball Corral, yeah. Frenchie's Service Station. They were always a big sponsor of uh, Reinhardt and that 27 you see right there. Yeah, this car here and the ones after this one was uh, Joe Gustav owned them cars. Which is Ron Gustav's dad. Yep. Okay. And uh, Gustav Auto Machine. And Jerry drove for it. Yeah. For three or four years. But, uh, did real good. Did real good. And, uh, you know, of course, Gary, you and I both raced with him. Yep. Gary was a guy who had a heart of gold. He'd give you the shirt off his back. Oh, yeah. And, man, it was a great loss to the racing community Yeah. Uh, when the good Lord called him home. But uh, I still see his daughter, Cassie, Yes. you know, up the racetrack. She's a race fanatic. And yes, she is. Nice, nice gal. Nice gal. She hangs out with my daughter, Brandy, a lot. She, she does. Oh boy, Brandy. And that girl, you gave her the disease. Brandy cannot oh, stay away from the race Brandy, track. She's, she's <laughs> the biggest gearhead more than I am. Oh my God. And uh, of course, 
Brody and uh, Ellie, they love racing also. Yeah. My grandkids. I know. And that kid, Brody, he's got racing in his veins. And uh, let's move on to picture number 16. I love this convertible. Oh, yeah. He was out of uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yep. I remember, uh, you know, I got a picture of his old race shop and a picture of his uh, hauler sitting right uh, in front of the shop with a race car on it. That number eight, that's uh, Daryl Dake. Daryl Dake, yep. There you he go. He came to Davenport, and he, uh, he dominated. When he showed up, it's like the other guys might as well load the cars up because he was going to win. That yeah. Was fast, fast forward. Convertible. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I was talking to Gary Karras when he was still alive, and I asked him, why he ran convertibles. He, from 19, uh, would have been 1970 to 1979, he won seven track championships over there in the sportsman division in a 57 Chevy convertible. He said, you know what? I always had a fear of fire. And he said, if I ever dumped that thing over and it started dumping fuel out of the gas tank into the roof, if it caught fire, he said, I'm gonna be like, you know, right above this fire pit. So he said, I figured running the convertible was safer. And that's why Karis ran a convertible. Could be. That's why a lot of guys, of course, everybody's trying to lose the weight, too. Off their yeah, cars you're right. Too, you trying know? to lighten them up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then this next guy, uh, picture number 17. Well, oh, yeah. we're going to look at the number 78, that one. Uh, Denny Antone Sr., his wife, uh, Rosie. Denny's uh, been gone for quite a while, and then Rosie uh, passed away yeah. uh, about a week ago. Yeah, uh, Denny Jr. still pits for Red Owen's uh, kid, yep. Jesse Owen. Uh, but... That 78 car, it was a 55 Ford. Yep, it was. Uh, I remember he always had OK Sanitary on the quarter panel, black yep. and white, gold wheels. It was uh, it was a racing machine. And when you look at that picture, Terry, we're going to look on there now. Uh, people on uh, TV, they can see it a lot better than us. Okay. But but the drivers, are, uh, the kids that are on there, Good. you've got Leonard on there, Albert. Could you pop that picture back up, Wilk, number 17? Uh we want to look at that and see the kids that are on that picture. Wilk, uh, do you have picture 17 again? It, all right, it's right there, yeah. So as we look at that, Terry, I mean, you have next to the flagman, that was Dave Copeland, but uh, you've got, uh, actually you've got, it looks like Denny, Albert, and Leonard up on the roof. That's right. Okay, and then was that Joey Cantrell on the left? Joey Cantrell on the left and the far right, would be uh, Ron Persie. My, and, wow. And Ron, he has supported racing for years and years and years. Yeah. In fact, he's got Ron uh, Whedon's old Camaro, old blue. He has that car and it's all restored and it's, it's, he keeps good care of it. So when we have that Ronnie Whedon Memorial every year, he's the one who brings it to the racetrack. Sure yep. Yeah. Okay. Does. All right. Uh, picture number 18. Uh, we're just going to keep going, man. Uh, Gene Mavis, the number 24. Big M owned that car. He was a regular up at uh, East Moline Speedway back in the day, and that car was fast. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, later on in life, he owned a BNR car that Brent Pryor drove for him. Yeah. And Brent uh, won uh, Illinois State Championship with it one year down at Peoria. Yeah. Now, number 19, when we look at that, that plum crazy purple number 71. Oh, yeah. You know who that is, Terry? That guy, he was something else. I don't know. <laughs> he had the fastest good-looking cars back then. He drove my stock cars for me once in a while, and he was pitted with me for years. He's one heck of a good guy. Don, Don Dickey. Dickey. Yep. Man. You know, and he's painted so many race cars over the years there for oh, a yeah. while. You know, he was with Gary Oliver and Tri-City Buggy. 
he was uh, painting a lot of those chassis, and oh, yeah. there are just so many people. You know, his daughter married Doug Crampton. Yeah. Doug yeah. So uh, still got racing in their veins, but that guy yeah. was the man. And his son Kevin, he was he uh, he raced too for quite a few years. Yeah. Hey, uh, a little while ago we were talking about uh, the old uh, speedway out there on I seventy four. That's right behind. It was Fleetwood Tap. What's the name of that place now, Terry? Um, it's got all the uh, palm trees in yeah. front of it out there on Route Six. Anyway, the tab, the first tavern on the left there, Route Six. That was part of the old Speedway, one of the buildings. And right behind it, where I seventy four is at, and the old Scale Station uh, is there. Yeah. That was uh, that was where the old racetrack was at. Yes, it was. But I bring that up, Wilk. Let's see picture number thirty one. That is the coolest pace car I've ever seen in my life. I mean, John Milner drove one of those in American Graffiti. Yeah. That might have even been a car. That might have been the car. You never know. <laughs> it would have been a good race. It would have. A 32 Ford oh, yeah. car good for your pace car. Yep. I mean, my God, if you still had that, Terry, <laughs> that'd be the car to have. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, we don't, we don't have pace cars like that anymore. No, I don't think they even have them at all. Yeah. <clears throat> How do you like that? And uh, so picture number 30, Wilk, if we go to that, uh, that one, Terry, is the old uh, a, speedway out on I-74. A, yeah, that's an aerial shot there. And that bar you see on the left is still there, of course. Um, <clears throat> and then back there where the track is in this picture is where the this, I guess, would be, well, 74 runs through there. Yeah. And uh, about where the weight scales are is where the track would buy at. Here we go. Jim Hickenbottom, Tammy Harrison, Terry Stock, and Donald Fulcher said Krabby's. Crabby's yeah, Barn yeah, Grill. That's right. I knew that, but I'm old and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm older than these tracks. These yeah. Are, uh, <clears throat> let's uh, let's look at picture uh, 27 to start off with. Okay. That that car you're going to see on there, Terry, that was a 67 Chevelle, and it was an SS. Yes, it was. That baby would be worth a lot of money now. Oh, yeah. And you it was. beat the windows out. If it was an SS, what did it have in it for motor originally? It, it was a big block car, I wasn't it? I bought that car. It had a 427 in big block with a four-speed in it. And uh, the guy says, I'll tell you what, I'll take the motor and transmission out, and I'll save the car for $50. Said, <laughs> well, I guess. I didn't even try to get him down any. I said, okay, I guess I'll take it, I'll take it for that. Now, another old race name. Now, Pat Harris, is that where you built that car I at, Terry? Built that Pat Harris's garage down in Rock Island on 9th Street. Right. So the picture we're showing you right now, the yellow open-wheel modified, Terry won the first open-wheel modified track championship up at East Moline in what year, Terry? 1982. Okay. The IMCA modifieds were around. Bobby Tolan was an IMCA sanction. That year, he didn't want to pay the sanctioning fee. But we bring this up just to let you know that that number seven car uh, the street stock from the previous year, they pulled the body off, and you turned it in, you and John Durbin. John Durbin and I, we took that car, we cut the body off it. Cut the, John cut the frame for me because I didn't know how to do it the right way. So we cut the frame and shortened it up to a 180-inch wheelbase. Yeah. And I uh, went to the junkyard and got a Vega body and put a Vega body, and John helped me. John actually helped me build that whole car. Was, oh, my God. You know, he's helped a lot of guys, oh, too. Yeah, he's helped Durbin. a lot of people. He still helps, helps me out once in a while. I want to take, uh, let's go to picture number 24, Wilk. That one there, this is uh, one of the drivers who is the Quad Cities GOAT. He's won everything there is to win, uh, you know, uh, from IMCA Super Nationals, IMCA National title, 
the 2000 Dodge uh, NASCAR Weekly National Champion, two-time UMP champion. That's Gary Webb's, one of his first cars, Terry. uh, I believe his second car. Second car. It was in 1973. And that guy... Uh, you know, it was probably one of my favorite cars he had. He had that 69 Chevelle after that, but I love that car. Yeah, it's what, what do you think that was, Terry? Uh, does that look like a Nova to you? Yeah, that's like a 62 to up to 64 Nova. I mean, I can't tell the difference in them, but they were all pretty much alike there, but, but somewhere it, in that area. But in that era, he would have had a big block in that car, wouldn't you oh, think? Oh, yeah, it says 427. He's got a 427. It's right on the hood, big block 427, wow. I believe that's a 57 Chevy frame, I think he had okay. in that car. Because I was going to say, man, if you ever looked at one of those old those Novas that year, yeah. how would you get a 427 down in that thing? Yeah, he had a 57 Chevy frame under that, I believe he told me, and then he put that Nova body on there. Probably to put wheel spacers on them front wheels so it didn't hit the headers. Oh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, we'll look at another picture here. Picture number 25. This, uh, you know, my heart goes out to this guy. This guy was Dan the Rebel Kennedy he ran uh, figure eight in Sportsman up at East Moline, and it was number X15. Now, Dan the Rebel Kennedy drove for my dad. Yeah. Uh, not that particular car. That was a 57 Merc, Terry. Yeah. This was here, the 56 Merc. 56 yeah. Merc, okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, that uh, guy down Rock Island, I forget Bill Jensen. Jensen, okay. He's the one that owned the car, and he had a lot of home and moody stuff in this car. Car back he did in the day and back uh, in the day. He he built nice cars. And, so we're uh, talking about NASCAR stuff that's on uh, figure eight sportsman car back yeah, in the day. Mid And he had two sponsors, of course. Bill Jensen owned Red Carpet Car Wash. It was down on Eleventh Street yeah. in Rock Island. And the other sponsor they had was Bob Neal Ford. Yeah. Now uh, back then, uh, Skip Chick was a promoter up at East Moline. In fact, uh, you know his dad Lloyd Chick. Uh, uh, they both shared promotership there for a while. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I bring that up because he wanted showmen out there on the racetrack. You got any good stories about Dan Kennedy putting on a show for the people up in the fan- stands? Well, yeah. <laughs> At one time he told me, he said uh, Skip would give him $100 extra a night if he went out and did something silly for the crowd. So he was up for you. Yeah, I'll do that. No kidding. So... One time he went out there and he had, uh, he, he's going around the track just burping the carburetor up and down, up and down, and he gets out of the car and he kind of puts his ear down like he's listening to the engine and he opens the hood up and he had a cage in there and it had pigeons in it. He let the pigeons all <laughs> loose and the people just roared. And it ran fine after he let the pigeons yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> but he would do silly things like that and uh, just for extra money and just, you know, to make everybody in the grandstands there uh surprise but what he was gonna do next week yeah so uh we got dale baker here saying benny was my hero as a kid my dad worked with benny at farm all lifelong race fan uh dale baker uh gary miller my brother rich miller we all remember him painted the checkers on the number 10 car and then uh chris hambright super fun car to replicate he did the uh, lettering on this, Terry. Yes, he did. Okay. He got this down to the T. I sent him a picture of Benny's car, and he made this car look just as you see it, and it looked just like Benny's car to the T. Man, that is awesome. He, he's very, very good. I mean, if you want something done like that. Well, that's a guy you want to call. He's a good letter. So the number X15, we'll get back to that. I got a few more things I want to say. Uh-huh. He had a rubble flag on the hood. Yeah, he did. 
you yeah. couldn't put that on. I mean, they're, they're taking the rebel flag off the Dukes of Hazard car, but uh, he had it on the hood. Yeah. His well, pants he wore to the racetrack, they had rebel flags all up and down the pants. Yeah. So they were real cool. And uh, what he ended up doing, he put Christmas tree lights all the way around the interior of the car. And if he was leading the uh, race on a white flag, he'd flip on them Christmas tree lights and they'd start flashing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. You know, who would have thought of that? We're going to have to hang some Christmas lights in this thing, Terry. Well, i got to show you something here right. real quick. i got dome lights. you got dome, dome lights. Light. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have that when you get old. Your eyesight starts to go a little bit. Uh, yeah, they were in the car when we got this thing. We thought, well, let's hook them up to the battery charge, and we did. And, uh, of course, they worked, so we hooked them up to a switch. Hey, we're halfway through the show, so we're going to talk about uh, winning that 2,000-watt uh, Jupiter uh, power converter. Now you can pick that up right over at the Dunright studio. They're over at 1414 West Locust. We're a couple of blocks away from uh, Davenport Speedway. So you must pick it up at the studio. You'll have two weeks to pick it up and then it'll go back into the uh, prize vault for the uh, True Grit show. So let's uh, get with it. Uh, so the old Quad City Speedway, they ran from 1950 to 1959. There were two winningest drivers out there. They had uh, finished number one and two as far as feature wins. Uh, give me one of those names and give me uh, the amount of features they won also. And I'm going to tell you, like we always tell people when we have prize giveaways, we will give the winner based on what we see here. Sometimes you think, hey, I got in for... That last guy, I was the first one to answer correctly. It goes by what we see here uh, that we've got right in front of us right now. So uh, get ready to guess the winningest driver out there at the old Quad City Speedway out on I-74. And uh, tell us how many features that driver won. And you're going to win a $200 Jupiter 2000 power converter. Compliments of Tim Gould and Dirty Slots Slot Car Racing. So, uh, hey, Marty Beal talked about they used to have an old clown uh, at the old Highway 6 track. Do you remember that? I don't remember seeing it, but I did hear that, though. They did have a clown there. I'm told they did. Now, Terry, it's scary. You and I were alive in 59. Yeah. Yeah. That means uh, you're going to be racing this year, and you're how old? 68. 68 years old. 68 years old. I've been racing wow. for, well, this will be my 51st year. My gosh. I started in 72, same year Gary did. That is so awesome. Yep. And uh, it's, uh, it's been fun. Very expensive and uh, went through a lot of headaches at times, but uh, still, I still love it. All right, Angie's guessing Bill Starr, 503 wins. Uh, Cassie Leffler, Ronnie Whedon, 508. Keep on guessing. As soon as we see the lucky winner down there, we'll let you know. Uh, so let's look at picture number 26. That was... Uh, beautiful coop and you know Rudy Werdeman passed away about a week ago yeah and the hauler that you used to haul that thing on yep was one you got from Rudy Werdeman yep that was Rudy's hauler they used to haul uh, Gerber's cooter on okay and so uh, that would be that beautiful blue 43 car and Terry you ran that for a whole season I ran it for two or three seasons I ran that okay <clears throat> what do you have in that uh, I sold to uh, a guy down in South Carolina, and it's in a museum uh, down there. It's that Bob Drake Ford. 
Oh, hey. He has that car now. Okay. It's in his museum. Flathead 8? Yeah. Flathead okay. V8. Yep. Autorons. Ronnie Williams built that engine for me, and it was fast. Oh, man. Hey, as long as we're uh, talking about old racetracks, we'll look at uh, picture number 29. That is a shot of the old Mahoney Speedway. Used to be out there off uh, 61 uh, when you're heading out of Davenport into Muscatine. So where the Casey's gas station is in Davenport on the north side of the road, if you look on the south side, there's a little uh, asphalt two-lane road there. Uh, it would be down that road, down the hill, and that was uh, the old Mahoney's. Is now yeah, it, was, it turned into Lake Kenyatta, right? It was Lake Kenyatta. Yeah. And then after that was done, it was a trailer park, the last I heard. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that trailer park is there now, but there was a trailer park there. But, yeah, it was uh, Lake Kenyatta. Yeah. So let's look at picture uh, 28, Wilk. That would be a shot of a yeah. pile up there at uh, the old Mahoney Speedway. Yep. But Terry, that double O car. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but I think that was uh, the Peppers, uh, Mike and Bob Pepper's dad owned the stock car back then. And Ronnie Whedon started out driving for Peppers. Okay. And I don't know if uh, that's the car or not, but I know that's in that era. That's what time he, he was okay. All right, we're still keep on guessing on. Uh, we've already got the winningest driver out there was Bill Starr. We know that. We just need to know how many career feature wins. Keep guessing. Uh, and here we go. Uh, still guessing. I'm looking at all the numbers uh, as you people are uh, chiming in. Uh, Steve Laughlin says, Terry, you brought the number 43 coupe and hauler to the Dixon Park Car Show. Do you remember that? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Did. Got a fan out there that uh, remembers that. Uh, thank uh, you. Uh, Gary Miller, guessing 130 wins for Bill Starr. We'll give a little history of Bill Starr. Now, uh, we uh, let's look at picture number 23. That was a guy run over there at Davenport Speedway, and this is a popular picture you see out there. Uh, boy, if you want any of these pictures, get a hold of Doug Hack Vintage Photos. Uh, Doug will uh, sell all these photos to you, but uh, picture number 23, that's the old uh, Bill Starr, number seven. Yep. Had those orange stars all over this car. Bob Erickson Chevrolet is a sponsor, but Bill Starr, he had one eye for a long time. What was the story behind that, Terry? The story I was told, he um, was working in the garage, and he was had a hammer, and he was beating on a spindle on a race car, and something flew up and hit him in the eye, and uh, he lost eyesight. He didn't lose his eyeball, actually, but he lost the sight in his eye. Well, then he uh, decided to go ahead, he's going to go ahead and try to race anyway, so it was one eye, and he did, and he ran for a while, and then somebody got him crossed up, and he hit the wall, and I think it was at Davenport, and uh, he lost sight in the other eye. Okay. And, uh, it's, of course, that scared him quite a bit, and uh, two, three weeks later, his sight started coming back All right. on the one eye, and he, that's when he quit. He said, okay. I'm, I'm done. I just, he was, that's enough for him. <clears throat> now, Bill Starr's wife and his sister were Shirley Starr. Yeah. Brent Pryor's mother was Shirley Starr. And so uh, Pryor was, that was his uncle, Bill Starr. And that guy, yeah. of course, one of the top drivers were at uh, Tom Sappington, 145, you're too high. <clears throat> uh, we've got Marty Beal at 96. Too many feature wins there. They ran from uh, 10 years, would have been... Uh, what was it we said, 1950 to 1959? Right, there you go. 
Uh, Christian Baldock, keep guessing. Uh, and that is, uh, you guys are getting close. And we'll let you know when somebody comes up with a winning number, Bob Danielson, uh, too high. So we'll get back at uh, some of these pictures we want to look at. Uh, I, I want to see, I want to put up the number 21. He's a member of the Hall of Fame up at uh, East Moline Speedway at the Rock Island County Fairgrounds. And that, uh, that driver of the number 35 is Shorty Bennett. Yep. Yep. Shorty was a very popular driver back in that era. And yeah. he always had good-looking cars. He had that candy-striped car, and uh, everybody really liked that car. And, of course, Bob Erickson Chevrolet sponsored him then. And okay. He, uh, he, he wasn't a very real, real Too low, Marty. driver, but he was a good driver, and he won a, you know, quite a few races. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, uh, geez, that, that was just, uh, you know, a guy who uh, won a lot. His wife, Connie, kind of funny story, 2019, when I had my open heart surgery. Yeah. Connie was up there. Uh, Shorty Bennett's wife and we went through cardiac rehab together so you never know who you're going to run into he's still got a son that lives in Rock Island yep. I've run into him uh, Marty Bill. hey we have a winner Gary Miller and Gary we're going to put you down Gary Miller Gary Miller with the correct guess at 53 so Terry the two winningest drivers at the Old Quad City Speedway were uh, Bill Starr and Benny Hofer. Yep. Bill Starr had 53 feature wins, and Benny Hofer right behind him with 52. 52. Yeah. Now, uh, before we get back into the pictures, I want to talk about the trophies on my right-hand side here. Uh, a lot of beautiful trophies. But these were real trophies back in the day. I mean, they were made out of real wood, not a piece of plastic. They were, uh, uh, you know, all gold with beautiful walnut trophy. We've got, these are all Benny Hofer trophies. And the one thing that they don't give away anymore, and it's probably a good thing, but Matley, I don't know, you and I could have won this, uh, you know, a time or two. Oh, yeah. The rollover trophy. Hey, if you had a rollover at the racetrack, they give you a trophy for it. I remember up at uh, East Moline Speedway back in the day when my dad was racing, he dumped his car and they give him a free pizza from down at Frank's Pizza. So, you know, I thought, hey, we're eating tonight. We all went down to... Uh, Frank's after the races, you know, when your dad's got a race car, right. uh, you're eating a lot of, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and <laughs> and uh, beans and weenies. But we got Frank's pizza that night, but that rollover uh, trophy is real cool. Yeah. Uh, some of the trophies we read it on there, they called it uh, late model, late model modified, modified. So uh, just uh, real cool looking trophies. Look at that, Kelly. Man, I'd l just love to have that thing sitting in my house. And Terry, yeah. who did you get all these trophies from? These were Benny Holfer's uh, granddaughter, Angie. She gave me those trophies there. Uh, very nice of her because I really like Benny. Yeah. And, uh, she, uh, she, had, she still has quite a few. He's got, she has these uh, Illinois State Championship trophies. They're six, seven foot tall. They're oh, big my God. Stuff. And he won it. Yeah. And, and she knew how much I liked Benny, so she gave me these trophies here to keep. Yeah, look at that Quad City Speedway. B class, second place, 1959. Yeah. I mean, man, those are just awesome when you look at those. Yeah. So, Terry, uh, I want to look at uh, a couple other pictures. Uh, before we get out of the old speedways, let's look at picture number 33 there, uh, Wilk. And that one is, uh, is I'm going to look at that, Quad City Speedway, yeah. yeah uh, the old one out on Route 6. 
Um, Dick Murphy is his name. That's okay. Don Dickey's uncle. Oh, are you kidding me? No, that was Donnie's uh, mother's brother driving that car. Okay. Dick Murphy, number 101. He, uh, he, he raced for quite a few years out there. He was, he was hard on equipment, about as bad as me. Good. Mike Haynes, thanks for watching. Angie Anderson's uh, watching. Uh, you know, we've already got the winner, Gary Miller. You can pick that up over at the uh, Dunright Studios over on Locust Street, 1414 West Locust. Uh, you've got two weeks to pick it up, and then it goes back into the prize vault. So, uh, yeah, that 101, man, that is a cool car. And it's just the old coupes there. I mean, Terry, when you went racing back in the day, you probably had 50 bucks, 100 bucks in your car. I mean, it wasn't uncommon to hear of a guy buy a car for 75 bucks. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think my first car I had is, well, actually, to tell the truth, my first car that I had for a stocker, I wasn't old to drive it, but my buddy was, and I worked at a DX gas station over in Kennedy Drive in East Moline, and we had a bunch of junk cars out behind the gas station, and uh, one guy never picked up this car, and it sat there for a year with a 58 Chevy and a six-cylinder in it, three on the tree, and uh, we just chained the door shut on that one. We had we had 25 cents in that car. And we had to go buy paint and a paintbrush. <laughs> now, uh, after you beat the windows out and put a cage in it, the guy didn't show up and say, hey, I'm a little late, but I'm here to pick up my car. We didn't have no cage in it. We just chained the door shut. <laughs> just had to chain them shut back then. That's all you had to yeah. do. Yeah. And what was it? There was a qualifier for that. If you had, you know, a post car, you just had to chain them shut. Right. If you had a two-door sedan with a post in the middle there, you didn't have to have a roll cage because that was more or less your support. For that your was your roof. roll cage. Now, if you had an open top like this here, it was all open to the front to back, you had to put a roll bar in Okay. for support. Hey, uh, pop-up number 36 there, Wilk. We're going to take a look at uh, the old Hawkeye Raceway. My dad used to work, drive a car. He had a 57 Plymouth he ran for call auto sales and uh, ran up there at Sterling, ran down here at Quad City, and uh, Johnny Eagles drove the number 98. It was his team car. It was a white car. But uh, uh, it would have been George Call was one of the original people. And I know Doug Hackett know the answer to this. George Call was one of the original people that put uh, Hawkeye Raceway together. There was also maybe Paul Libby had some money in that track. I think so. But what's cool about that, when we look at picture 36, that is uh, Hawkeye Raceway. That was actually flat ground where that track was located, Terry. Yeah, it was. It was all flat ground. It took and they uh, cut that all out, the bowl out, and then they cut it down deeper for the track. But yeah. Where the hillside was and the bleachers, that was all cut out. That ground was level. You think about over where the pit area was, clear over to the other side of the track, you can see how they cut that all out. Man, and I want to thank uh, Kevin Schroeder for uh, watching. Andrew Freeman checking in. Mike Whited, uh, Whited uh, Carl Bloom. Uh, let's see, Benny Hofer and Bill Starr's first car they owned together, Angie Anderson says. And then Ed Carey talking about Gene Carey used to roll on purpose. That's, uh, you know, there were guys out there. And I remember uh, Skip Chick coming up to Dad, man, dump that thing over and I'll give you some money. And uh, he had an old 53 Chevy. It was real top heavy. And that thing, the roof was beat to death on it. Because yeah. he was, you know, he... Wasn't real fast, but he rolled the car over and got his free pizzas. They so. also, at times, at different tracks, whenever you rolled a car, every time it went over, you got a case of beer. So if you went over three times, you got three <laughs> cases of beer. So, and, uh, Probably better than the winner's money, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Mantley, you're trying to figure out how to roll your car six oh, times, yeah. huh? I rolled it and lost money. Though. I didn't get no beer. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, we're going to look at uh, picture 41. And I want to look at that because uh, for a long time here in the Quad Cities, we ran NX Legend cars, and that was at uh, Orange number 43. But, Terry, I just remember talking to you down in the pit area back in the day. What year would that have been uh, when you started running that car? That car was in 97, 1997, and uh, I had a very good year that year. I actually won 43 races that year with that car. I was 43 years old at the time. The car was 43, and I won 43 races. So wow. it was kind of freak, freaky, but it, that's the way it happened. I had, and at the end of the year, the car never had a scratch, ding, or nothing in it. It was The tires were even looked like new. So it was a, Fill it with gas and charge the battery. I put and $3.50 worth of gas, and I could race all my new features. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to do now, that today, now Jerry. Now I spend $12 a gallon for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Price of gas went up a little bit. Yeah. Another one I wanted to look at, picture number 40 here, uh, Wilk. Uh, we got the Team 43 cars. Uh, you had Charlie Burrell driving one of those cars. I remember whenever we'd go down to Knoxville, Illinois, he was racing down yeah. there in the one car. And he was hard to beat down there in Knoxville. Yes, he was. That car was fast. And what year would that have been, Terry? 86. 86, okay. Yep. That picture is probably up there at East Moline Speedway. Yeah, it is on the hillside there where we used to, we used to pit at there. Uh, the corner that's corner one and two right there and not only did we pit there there was time when you know i started racing up there you could stand up there on the hill and watch the races yes yeah but uh after they fired a couple of them missiles uh the race cars <laughs> over the wall we didn't want to stand up there right. anymore yeah it's it was uh, after they went to the cement wall they did away with that you couldn't do that they could stand up there okay it was george calls junkyard that's right George Call was Call Auto Sales. My dad drove for, I believe it was Bill Call, who had Call Auto Sales in uh, uh, Silvis, Illinois. Yeah. But uh, Gary Miller's telling us it was George Call's junkyard. And I remember you just kind of walked down over that hill, and there was a junkyard. And mm-hmm. later on, when Red Bell had it, he had the junkyard too. Yeah. And if you needed parts, you could just walk down the hill and back up the other side and <laughs> get whatever you needed. Can't do that now. No. <laughs> hey, picture number 37. I want to take a look at that one. That one is, you, you know, you had all these beautiful 57 Chevys you raced, Terry. Yeah. And you have standing next to you the Quad Cities legend when it comes to uh, flight, Doug Hack. Oh, yeah. Yep. Doug, he, he flagged a lot of races and a lot of racetracks, and he's still still doing it. Still getting he's her good, done, man. Good flagman. No kidding. And, you know, I think about that, you know, Doug, you, I, we're all getting up there in age. Uh, uh, you know, we've, we've been around this sport a lot of years, and it's been a fun ride. Sure has. Yeah. So that uh, picture 37 we've got up there, that is that, uh, what color was that you painted that thing, Terry? Uh, that's a 57 Chevy Turquoise in okay. white, and uh, that's a East Moline Speedway, and uh yeah, it was the first year was black and white, and then we changed it to uh, turquoise and white. But the first year was a Lee Spring car. This here was a uh, that coilover setup, four bar setup, worked a lot better. Now, Kelly, there's a picture over there on the, on the wall of this one pulling the left front tire. But you know, when you went to the coils on that uh, car, that thing just uh, oh, man, it just hooked that thing up tight. It, Who it did hook that car? Bobby Tolan. Uh, Bobby Tolan had me put all that under there, and not be an fabrication. He showed me what to do, and I welded it all up in there and got it done. And he scaled the car, and uh, we went to the track the first time with that thing. And this, of course, this 
up there pulling the wheels way up in the air, and everybody thought I had some big gong and big motor. And I said, well, it's just the same motor I had last year. That's just how much difference it made between coils and uh, leaf springs, you know. Car's just working a lot better. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That is something else. And, man, uh, just a lot of great memories, beautiful car. Thanks again for everybody tuning in. Ed Carey, Carl Bloom, Lorena Matley, uh, Gary Miller. Just, uh, you know, a lot of people that are uh, listening to the show tonight. We appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, when you tune in, when you like and share our show, uh, let's everybody else uh, check it out. And, you know, the more numbers we get, uh, we're able to keep this thing going week in, week out. So, you know, thanks uh, so much for tuning in. The the next one, the number 38 uh, picture, that would be one of your open wheel modifieds. Now, what car, uh, what kind of car was that, Terry? And that car there, uh, Al Deloy from up in Tipton, Iowa, he built that. He had Tri-City frame down in Rock Island. Dr. Al. And uh, we built that car down there in one weekend, the chassis anyway. And uh, I took it, I welded all up down there and I took it down to Gary Reinhardt. Of course, he, Gary, he, uh, he wanted to do some welding on so he did it. And Don right. Dickey painted the chassis. We painted all the aluminum because they didn't have uh, the painted aluminum yet. So that's the, we painted that red, both sides. Yeah. And, uh, it was in 1988, I believe it was. And I sold to Ron Sheff. Ron Sheff uh, drove it and won a lot of races with that car. Wow. Hey, so what is your favorite uh, racing memory? What was something that you enjoyed the most uh, while you were racing, Terry? Uh, I suppose, you know, it, there's a lot of them, but trying to pick out one to be, uh, I don't know. Championships, feature wins. Probably I mean. my first championship because, you know, just the first – in 1982, when I had the modified, as I, that's the first time I ever won a feature, and it's the first year I won a championship. I did it all in the same year in '82. You know, it, it took me 10 years before I won my first feature. And what motor uh, were you running in that car, Terry? <laughs> I had a 283 in that thing. It was bored. <laughs> 125 over the 301. It's a 57 uh, Chevy block. Oh and nobody would God. claim it because they had the claims back then on the engine. Nobody would claim it. Because there was no side mounts on it. They didn't no side mounts. Front and rear mount. I Holy. had my own homemade mounts. I kept with the car, so nobody would nobody would claim it. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. Great story. Yeah. So now, what was your worst memory that you had? Now, for me, when you're at Hawkeye Raceway driving Herschel's late model, yeah, that was a bad night. Yeah, that was a bad night there. I was, I don't know, we started like tenth and. Uh, I was moving. Come right through the pack. I came up through the pack. I was running. I was going for third on the third lap, and I went to pass Rimley, and the throttle stuck wide open. And I was not ready for that at all. And it it just it hit the wall. Tore the whole front off of his car and hit the wall wide open and knocked me out. And I was in the hospital a couple days on that one. You hit that wall so hard. When I was down there in turn uh, three and four, it would have been. Yeah. Your air cleaner, the top of it came off. It was laying up there in the weeds. Yeah. I mean, it just, uh, that's probably one of the hardest hits I've ever seen. Yeah, that and then figure eight, when I was running figure eight, Ronnie Marks and I hit, and that was a hard hit. It it shook the grandstands. Okay. You know, people tell me. Really. Oh, my God. And I, you know, it kind of knocked me in la la land. I didn't know what was going on. I mean, it, I thought the car was on fire because <laughs> the steam from the radiator was clear over top of the carburetor. The engine came back in on me and, and uh, everything. It was, it was, it was bad. bad wreck too. I remember. Hey, Nate Busling used to race at Terry's go-kart track out on Barstow Outlaw Speedway. Yep. 
gave a lot of up-and-comers a place to race on Sunday afternoons. There wasn't a dirt go-kart track to race on back then, and I remember, you know, <laughs> Sam and I came out with sure. Sam's daughter and yeah. Sam's son raced out there, Terry. That, uh, not only did I love that track, I love the old vintage gas station you had out there with the gas pumps out front. Yeah, it was cool. I had, I had it all. I had a racetrack and, <laughs> and a gas station all in my backyard. <laughs> now, out there, we talk about the old racetracks, Mahoney's, Hawkeye. Uh, there was an old racetrack out on that property, uh, too, Terry. Yes, there was. Right behind my, where my track was at, there's uh, Hillborn's Trucking is there now. Well, back in the 20s, there was a speedway back there. It was called St. Elroy Speedway. And uh, they ran horses there, they ran motorcycles, and they ran uh, old Model T's there. Yeah. It was a, a bank track. In fact, the banking is still there on, be like, probably corner three and four is still okay. there. It's all, right. all weeded up. But, yeah. I'm looking at uh, Tim Crown over. He said, I worked at Mulkey's in the mid-'70s restaurant in Rock Island. It's still there. Yeah. Benny was a regular there. He was one of the nicest guys. Yes, he was. And Tim Crown over. Tim, I'm going to tell people. You have the recipe for the onion rings from Dutch Inn because he worked down there too. Yeah. But uh, don't call him and ask him to make the onion rings. <laughs> By the way, they were great. Uh, Murray Beal Sr., Don Dickey has a trophy from Benny Hofer that uh, has Benny Hiffer? Okay, no hey, I don't know. Uh, we got another uh, Scott Matley, says he's a big fan. Uh, People just keep chiming in. A lot of interest in this old stuff, uh, Terry. Good. Let's uh, look at picture number 42, Wilk. And that one was one that uh, the double O Peps Auto Sales. Yep. And that would have been owned by the Peppers. Yeah, I built that car right here in this garage. I ran it for a couple of years. I sold it to Mike Peppers. Unbeatable. And then. I told him, I said, it's the fastest car in that club. And they said, yeah, right. So I said, well, I'll go drive it for you. So I went out and won the feature with it. Then they want me to drive it every week after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So that would that have been a paint scheme that Whedon had on his car when he started driving for him? Well, I don't know. That, that was one of Ronnie's old coupe bodies. Okay. I got it in, in uh, Bob Pepper's junkyard. And it was, it was way out back, covered up in gravel, and it was a, an old 37 Ford Coupe, and it was supposedly the one that one of them that Ronnie had. Yeah. Racetracks today. Dirty, dusty racetracks. What do you think about that? I don't like it. <clears throat> don't like black slick, but I'll tell you what, Terry. The cream rises to the top when you're on a black track, and you were always at your best yeah. when that baby went black slick. And I didn't know if you were running smaller motors and they hooked up better or what it was, uh, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the black slick tracks, but I just don't like all the dusty ones. You know, all that dirt going down your carburetors, and it's not good on engines. But right. when you get past the dust part and then it gets super black and slick, that's what I like there. Now, if you could team up with any old driver from the past, going all the way back to, you know, the 50s, who would you have liked to have been at team cars sitting in this race shop together with? Well, it'd probably be, you know, like they'd been Benny Hofer. Yep. You know, Don Dickey was good, you know. He would have been a good team member because he, he had good cars back in the earlier days. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, oh, this, whoever had money to help me out because I didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. so tell me about uh, racing superstitions. Did you have any 
racing superstitions when you were, uh, you know, over the years uh, when you've been racing? Nope, nothing at all. Nothing I know people come around, you know, you can't have a green car. You can't eat peanuts around your car. Don't run number 13. Yeah, I've, I've seen so many people freak out if somebody's eating peanuts around their car. That's and right. I, I just said, I don't care. Give me something. I didn't care. If, no, I'm not superstitious about any of that. Yeah, we've we've went through all these beautiful pictures. I mean, 42 pics. Uh, Terry, we're getting older. What are you going to do when you retire from racing? I mean, do you have any idea? You're going to just keep going till you can't go any longer, or do you have a plan to kind of cut out another year or two? So far, I'm just keep right on racing. I'm planning on as long as I'm able to, I'm going to keep racing. Yeah. And we talked, uh, American Iron Racing Series is going to be up at West Liberty in two weeks, May 7th. You're going to be out there with this 57. Yeah, we're going to race uh, debut this Friday night. Okay. And the Torque Fest going on up there. That's right. And, and we are the only class that's going to be there. So we'll be up here at Dubuque Friday night racing the Harris Division. Okay. And then after that, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be at West Liberty. Oh, the next day, I take that back, Makokata is, is Saturday. Okay. And then, then we'll be up at uh, West Liberty. Michael Viren talking about what a beautiful race car this is. Donnie Williams is watching. Uh, Steve Stone. Uh, Dad had a lot of green and white cars. He did. Yeah, you remember those cars. Yep. Okay. And uh, that is probably just about going to wrap it up. Terry, we've been on here an hour, and it don't seem like an hour. We can go another uh, hour. Yeah, we can keep right on talking. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. God bless all you great race fans. We really appreciate it. Uh, remember to go to DunRight.tv. You can watch all the racing action uh, from across the Midwest here where we're at different tracks. I think we've got 80-plus shows uh, booked this year. And when you wrap our program into this, we did 20 shows last year. Had a lot of fun. You're number 25 that we've done, Terry. So, 25. Uh, you know, it seemed like a good number. And I thought, man, i got to get up there at Matley's house and, <laughs> and uh, do a show. Do you got any well, closing thoughts you want to give to the people out there watching today? Uh, just, uh, you know, I hope there's not a lot of people in the stands anymore. And that really, you, can, you know, the drivers look up and see that. And, you know, where's all these people at? I right. have to come to the races. You know, you need to come to the races. That helps support the promoters and keeps these cars going. You know, and it's it's kind of it's a lot different than it used to be. It is. And I uh, wish we could see more people there at the racetrack. And uh, you know, I, I understand that it's, it's expensive and uh, to have a car, but you know, it's if you, the cheapest way to go is. If you want to go IMCA on everything, is get one of these Ayers cars because that's the cheapest way, I think, to go. You can run the same car year after year. You don't have to have an IMCA sticker on everything. So this Ayers division is a good division to get into. Man, that's great. Okay, well, hey, uh, thanks for tuning in again. God bless each and every one of you. I'll be at, uh, hopefully, Davenport Friday night behind the mic. Uh, thousand win late models, thousand win modifieds. We are going to have a test and tune practice coming up Wednesday. $100 if you want to take your car over there, get a hold of the uh, promoter over there, or go to Davenport Speedway on uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, you can also check out all the past shows. On uh, We are on YouTube. We're on Facebook. A couple of good places to go. You can look at shows from this year, last year, you know, on down the line. So with that being said, uh, this is your uh, host here, Shane Davis, saying thanks for tuning in, and I'll be seeing you around the track. Good night.